Next verse, please. So that will enable us to give our full attention to prayer and preaching the word of God. Yay! So if they get these leaders who will serve, then they, the apostles, can have all the spiritual time to fast and pray and preach the word of God, to uphold the word of God. All of this is important and it needed to be said, but I just want to place the emphasis on how sometimes we value some things more than mm. others. And yet, waiting on tables was a crucial thing within the body. Next verse, please. So everyone in the church loved this idea. So they chose seven men. One of them was Stephen, who was known as a man full of faith and overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Along with him, they chose Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Phamenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, mm-hmm. who had converted to Judaism. So when I listen to this, this kind of reminds me of like the church body, where in our church you have the lead pastor there. His, his job is basically to concentrate on feeding the flock. And then you have these ministries like a mission ministry or clothing ministry or you know, and, and those are the people, but they all have to be within the Lord. You know, they all have to, you know, be walking in the Lord and whatnot, because that's how it flourishes through that. So that's kind of, I don't know if I'm getting that correctly, but when I listen to that, that's kind of what comes to my mind. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. this is the method they used. The apostles, even though they were doing the heavier tasks, it was important that these other areas of ministry had leaders who were spirit-filled, who were walking in wisdom and were men of integrity. What is happening in the body now, it's not the pattern as described in this book of Acts. What we have going on now is nepotism. Where you just place your children in all these areas. They have no history of walking with the Lord in integrity. They don't have the wisdom of God, and for sure they are not filled with the Holy Spirit. But you put all these people just because of their proximity, yes. So that bias that existed within the Hellenists and the original Jews, (laughs) original, that bias still exists today. And that's why the body of Christ, unfortunately, will continue to suffer. And people will continue to feel left out. And it's going to hinder the move of the Spirit of God. Because when there's complaints and there are genuine complaints like this, whatever your leadership is, you got to step aside and begin to address these things. And recognize that when you put spirit-filled people who are full of integrity, they will be led of the Holy Spirit to address even the minimalist issues within the body of Christ. I want us to take note that they asked these people to choose seven people for them. They didn't go choosing, oh, that's my brother. Oh, that's my cousin. Oh, you remember that one that gave me that barbecue and I brought to you? Yes, that one. He should be on the board. (laughs) They allowed the people who were complaining. They were the ones suffering. 
The apostles weren't suffering. I'm sure they were served like kings. The apostles will never be left out of food distribution. The Hellenists that came and complained that their widows, the Greek-speaking Jews that came complaining, they said, you go now. Find seven spirit-filled people who are full of wisdom and integrity and bring them to us. Let us find people who will take care of you guys the way Jesus Christ would want you taken care of. It's not them imposing people on them. They knew the suffering they were going through. They knew the suffering their widows were having to endure. Their widows would probably go to them and complain that, hey, here are we serving Jesus and we're not being treated like we belong to the body. So this is how it's supposed to be. That's not supposed to be bias. You allow the people who are suffering be the voice, be led of the spirit to choose who they want to lead in that field. That is the way it is done. I don't know if there's any Christian organization that will do this today. Because somebody always has a friend of a brother or a cousin or a nephew that, you know, has been there that is more trustworthy or is more um, giving or is more for whatever reasons. That's right. But it's because of the biases that the apostles had to bring these people to the picture. They had to be responsible in who they chose so that things would be done properly. So that if things went wrong, they can always say, well, you chose these people. Didn't you, could it be that, that they wanted them to choose the people because they knew their plight? They knew what was going on? Exactly. You, you, don't, you don't tell, there's so many things that happen around and I sit and purse. I want you guys to also, you know, consider this, this teaching. I want it to apply to various areas, even for you guys. I want you to begin to think in your own areas, whether it's at work, whatever you are involved in. Maybe you have to speak somewhere. Always recognize that it is the people who are suffering that should be the ones choosing the kind of leaders they want. I'm sure that there's representation. Thank of you. All of those, because those who are in power are going to have representatives. Yes. And they're going to subjugate those others. Or, and maybe subjugate is too harsh, but they may just ignore and not see their needs. But if you have representation from those parties, then they can also, when you're having a discussion, when they're having the discussions, say, well, what about this? And these people need that. And let's be fair. And that's kind of how school is and how politics and office life and sometimes family, too, because you got to bring in the kids, too. Yes. Thank you for bringing that, Kim. And that's why I wanted us to address all the areas of our life. I love that you brought in the kids, too. Let the kids have a voice. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes you'll find yourself in a place where there's not much reason. And if you make the word of the Lord the standard for your life, you can bring reason into a place of chaos. That is how you shut down the atrocities that the enemy tries to bring against people. That's how you crush wickedness. Remember, oh. this was happening amongst believers. I don't get surprised when I see a bunch of believers behaving strangely. I'm like, this is why we need discipleship. 
This is why we need mentoring. We have to understand that this is the standard, that in every area of governance, we have to find, I love the word, representation for those who are in need. And if you begin to look at all those names, you will find that most of them that they chose were their people, the Greek-speaking people who were spirit-filled. In fact, the last one converted to Judaism was not even a Jew at all. Nicholas was a heathen from Antioch. Yeah. Part of what people who are segregated do is include other people. Now they are bringing somebody who, who does not even qualify as a Jew. He's not one of the Jesus people even. It's not even in his blood. He is not Abraham's seed. He doesn't even know the laws and the traditions. His father served idols. They worship Baal. They probably passed their children through the fire. He's not worthy to be a leader. But you see, when people have been marginalized, when people have been segregated, they learn not to do that to others for the most part. And this is how you find somebody who converted to Judaism as one of the leaders of the early church. Serving the widows was a priority. It was at the very top of ministry. It wasn't whatever we've created around here these days. It was at the very top. If you are a widow, you had food in the church daily. Next verse, please. So all seven stood before the apostles who laid their hands on them and prayed for them, commissioning them to this ministry. Commissioning them to this ministry of waiting tables, right? They were commissioned into this ministry. It was vital. Next verse, please. Okay, so God's word reigned supreme and kept spreading. So the number of Jesus followers in Jerusalem quickly grew and increased by the day. Even a great number of Jewish priests became believers and were obedient to the faith. Wow, look at the transformation that began to happen when these people were ordained, when the body of Christ was exactly how Jesus wanted it to be. Yeah, multifaceted, people from different tribes and different languages, different tongues. I mean, tongues and languages that God created. You know, he didn't say that a certain Jewish speaking language was going to be superior to everybody else that he created. And so this brought about increase. It even caused Jewish priests to turn to the Lord when there was equality, representation. Um, I was just mentioning how we've been talking about the spirit of offense. So as you just said, they were able to, they were able to take care of everyone's needs, they, even though those may have been feeling some some sense of offense by being left out and not included by going back and having everybody represented and their needs met um they warded off that spirit of offense and then many felt welcome and wanted to grow and be part of this group where everyone needs are addressed and work together in harmony yes that's powerful yeah so next verse please murray so Stephen, who was a man full of grace and supernatural power, performed many astonishing signs and wonders and mighty miracles among the people. 
Wait, wait, wait. Pause, 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 pause. Wait, this table waiting guy is what? Can you read that again? Like, take it slow. <laughs> Let's list them. List the things he was up to. Steven. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say this is Stefano's. Stefano. Yes, we translated it originally. He was Stefano's. Stefano's. Yes. Stefano's, <laughs> who was a man of full of grace. Yes. Supernatural power performed many astonishing signs and wonders and mighty miracles among the people. Wow. He was not even an apostle. Thank you. Do you see the irony of leaving somebody like Stephen to wait on tables while you go on to preach and pray? Can you guys see the irony of what was going on now? This guy who was not amongst the 12 apostles, the ones that hung out with Jesus and Matthias, were the ones who were preaching and praying. And then this guy who was supposed to be waiting tables because the people who were preaching and praying were too busy to begin to deal with waiting tables. But what is happening to this table waiting guy? What's going on? He's performing miracles and wonders. Yes. Jesus' promises are, are being demonstrated yeah. by his works. Is displaying the power of God. Amen. The power and grace of God working through his people. Amen. So I don't know how many of you are waiting tables at your job. I don't know how many of you are waiting in a way of service. Feeding the widows, huh? Yeah. As someone who is called by God, there's so much more to you than what you do. What you do is supposed to be a spiritual service to God. You see, God needs you in that position to display his kingdom. So, because I don't know how this guy is trying to figure out food for the widows and working miracle signs and wonders, which I would expect that the people who are praying and reading the Bible should be the one doing all the stuff. I'm not saying they weren't doing it. But this chapter was all about Stephen. It was all about Stephanos, a Greek-speaking person. Are you guys seeing that they thought this was the one who would wait on tables, but waiting on tables had another dimension that they didn't see happening. So where God has placed you, they didn't see happening. Because you are a person of integrity and you understand that you are offering that service to God, there's so much more to you. There is so much more to you to draw people into the kingdom. I've heard several of you, you are on the phone with a stranger who is calling you maybe to fix your cable or something. And then you just go off leading them to Christ or telling them the good news. You got to understand that you are so much more than what people may feel is ordinary. See, the apostles didn't realize that when they were laying hands and ordaining these people to wait tables, they were ordaining a miracle worker. A mighty healer of God. They were ordaining the first Christian martyr. 
Can you imagine? Waiting tables was not what was going to define him. He was a spirit being sent from the kingdom of God to reveal God's kingdom to do the works of Jesus Christ. And you may be looking at yourself and feeling like, well, I work here. I do this basic thing. Well, so was Stephen. Basic. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the... <laughs> the support and thank you for all the feedback I've been getting thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones some of you bought like seven copies some of you bought like five copies I am so delighted God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say hey come come here come here he wants us in his kingdom realm with him he wants to show us heaven when Jesus Christ tore the veil when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.